0: I want to tell you about George Mallory, the British mountaineer who was lost during a 1924 attempt to summit Mount Everest, the highest mountain on earth. Mallory was a skilled climber and mountaineer, and he was part of many high-profile expeditions up Mount Everest. But his career came to an abrupt end in 1924 when he and his climbing partner Andrew Irvine set off to reach the peak of Everest and were never seen alive again. Many alert listeners have requested I get across Mallory's story. Alert listeners such as Melissa Edwards, Neil Richardson, Jeff Bull. Thanks a lot of you. Cheers for getting in touch. And here we go with the story you've asked for. George Herbert Lee Mallory was born in a little English village called Mobley on the 18th of June, 1886. And even as a young boy, he bloody loved to climb things. He was always off climbing up stuff. He's up drain pipes and walls. When he was seven, he was found on the roof of a church. Um, And when he went off to school, he unsurprisingly got straight into mountaineering, um, although not professionally, actually. After completing his studies, uh, he, he found he had difficulty finding work as a teacher um, but he, he maintained a strong interest in uh, in climbing and mountaineering uh, you know, as, as a hobby. But before long, uh, actually, even after he found work as a teacher, he, he didn't stick around in the education sector for, forever because, of course, he ended up having a different kind of job when the First World War broke out. He was off fighting for king and country as an artillery officer. Fortunately, he made it through the war in one piece and resumed his teaching job, but he found himself becoming increasingly restless in the classroom. He still loved to climb. His interest in mountaineering had not waned in the intervening years. And he was still off pursuing his hobby as a member of climbing clubs and and mountaineering societies. He, uh, he climbed mountains in England's Lake District. He was bagging Munro's up in Scotland. He went up some extremely treacherous mountain climbs uh, in, in Wales and also travelled to the continent a fair few times and, and climbed the Alps, beautiful part of the world, uh, my, my personal all-time favourite holiday destination, uh, the European Alps. But then in the 1920s, as the British began to pull together plans to send expeditions to Mount Everest in the Himalayas, Mallory saw an opportunity to get involved in mountaineering more seriously, more professionally. Due to his skill as a mountaineer, he was invited to take part in an expedition to Everest uh, in the early 1920s, 1921. And while he was reluctant to leave his young family alone for an extended period back in Britain, the call of the mountains was far too powerful for him to ignore. And so in April 1921, he set off on a ship bound for India and after arriving there, he joined up with everyone else uh, who was part of this expedition to, uh, to begin this, this climb. Well, this, I was going to say this climb up Everest, not all the way up, I, I should mention. The initial aim wasn't actually to get to the top with, uh, with this expedition. The first goal instead was to, uh, to gather information, to survey the landscape and scout out potential routes all the way to the summit. It was very hard yakka, trekking across and charting out thousands of square kilometres, But Mallory, he got stuck in and even ascended as high as 6,700 metres up the mountain. As time went on, however, uh, as the weeks passed and as summer came to an end, the expedition wound down in September 1921 and Mallory returned home to Britain. But not for long. In 1922, he was back in the Himalayas, this time as part of an expedition determined to make it all the way to the top. Of Mount Everest. After having done their homework the year before, they're now ready to attempt to ascend to the summit. Long story short, they failed. Um, Mallory and his team did set a a high altitude record. They made it all the way to 8,225 metres, but still well short of the summit itself. This expedition suffered setbacks of all kinds and, and, and loss of life as well. Many people died during these attempts, and that's on top of the exhaustion and dehydration and frostbite that everyone else suffered. The the 1922 expedition was, largely speaking, a failure. They didn't make it to the top of Everest, uh, and once again, Mallory returned to Britain. But again, not for long, because uh, another expedition that sought to make it to the top was organised, this time for 1924, and sure enough, Mallory headed along for this one as well. He was appointed as the deputy leader of the expedition and uh, the leader of the mountaineers on the expedition, given his uh, experience and his skills, not just as a climber and as a mountaineer, but also as a veteran of, tr- of two previous expeditions to Everest. And after the expedition got underway, after they were over on the, uh, on the slopes of Everest and ready to, to, to try to get to the top, he was part of the first attempt on the summit that this expedition undertook as he and mountaineer George Bruce began their ascent, supported by a team of eight porters. They gave it a red hot go, they really did, but they only made it to an altitude of 7,681 metres before throwing in the towel. The poor porters, they couldn't go any further, absolutely bloody exhausted, the poor buggers were, and so they, uh, they, they gave up and they, and they headed back down. And this meant that the expedition's second attempt on the summit was made by two, uh, two different blokes, two other blokes, Howard, Somerville and this is not a joke, this was his actual name, Edward Norton. Who knew before his career as a Hollywood A-lister, the star of Fight Club was an early 20th century British mountaineer. Incredible, he has kept that one quiet. Anyway, Somerville and Norton did make it further than Mallory and Bruce. They made it all the way to an altitude of 8,573 metres before being unable to continue, suffering mightily from the frigid, inhospitable conditions but they did make it back down safely, and so now it was time for the third and final attempt that the expedition would make. Mallory was going up again, but this time he was accompanied by the 22 year old Andrew Irvine, and once again a team of eight porters who, who all set off on the 4th of June. In the coming days, uh, four of these porters, alongside Mallory and Irvine, made it all the way up to a, high, to a height of 8,138 metres before the four remaining porters headed back, leaving the two British mountaineers to finish the job. Mallory sent a note back with the returning porters, asking the team down the mountain to keep an eye out for him and Irvine as they set off the next morning, on the morning of the 8th, because conditions would be be bright and clear, so they would be easily spotted against the white backdrop of the snow on the mountainside. And sure enough, a a bloke named Noel O'Dell actually kept watch for them while he was doing a bit of investigative geology. O'Dell uh, found the first confirmed fossils on Mount Everest that very day. But he kept an eye and he spotted Mallory and Irvine climbing at an altitude of 8,600 metres. But this was the last time that either of them would ever be seen alive. And to this day, we still don't know for sure what happened to Mallory and Irvine after that. They had set out much later in the day than they planned to, and the conditions worsened as they climbed. They were lost in clouds, eventually sleep began to fall and visibility became so bad that you could only see a few metres ahead of you. So things really, really weren't looking good for Mallory and Irvine, And, and, and the people lower down the mountain who had watched them set off were quite worried about what was going to happen to these two blokes. But they never reappeared, and while the rest of the expedition searched for them in the coming days, there was no sign whatsoever and no evidence of what their ultimate fate ended up being. Mallory and Irvine had been claimed by Everest. But that's not quite the end of their story, as it happens. We still don't know for sure what happened to the two men after they disappeared into the clouds on that day. We don't even know if they made it to the top, although, as we talked about in episode 277, Get Across It, credit for being first is is, is usually given to Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgay. It could have been Mallory and Irvine, but... Honestly, we, we may never know. Mountaineering investigators and historians have attempted to piece the story of what happened together based on the, uh, on the limited information we have, but again, nothing conclusive has ever come of any of this. However, even if we don't know if they made it all the way to the top, new information about the fate of these two men has come to light in the time since they disappeared. To begin with... Very small scraps of information emerged. In 1933, another British expedition attempting to reach the summit came across an ice axe at around 8,450 metres. And this ice axe was examined and determined to definitely have belonged to either Mallory or Irvine, although we can't say for sure which one. But then over 50 years later, we started to get a bit closer to more conclusive evidence of what happened to these two. In 1986, an expedition set out to Everest to try to conclusively determine what happened to Mallory and Irvine after a Sino-Japanese expedition in the 1970s had resulted in some scattered reports of two unknown dead bodies being spotted on Everest that could have been Mallory and Irvine. This 1986 expedition set off in search of these bodies and any equipment that they may have had uh, when they were lost, anything that was lost, along with the two men specifically, a camera that they had had with them. But this 86 expedition was largely a failure. They didn't really find anything other than an empty oxygen tank. However, in 1999, another expedition was set off with more money and more resources than ever before, determined to find some answers And that's just what they found. While searching at an altitude of 8,150 metres, the expedition came across, half buried in the stones, extremely well preserved by the Himalayan cold, a corpse. This corpse had been pecked at by birds, its skin was bleached bone white, it had a lethal head wound and one leg was badly broken, but it was still dressed. the tattered remains of mountaineering clothing and had a broken rope tied around its waist. Before it was fully examined, the corpse was carefully and forensically photographed, and then it was investigated more closely. And when the collar of the shirt the corpse was wearing was turned over, a label with red writing was found, and the writing read, G. Mallory. George Mallory's corpse had finally been found. A whole host of other artefacts were carefully extracted from Mallory's remains and, and the surrounds, handkerchiefs, an intact pair of snow goggles, a pocket knife in its leather case, even some perfectly preserved letters that Mallory had carried with him. However, they did not find the camera that he was said to have carried with him, so we still don't know if he made it to the top before his death. The investigators who examined Mallory's corpse determined that uh, based on the injuries he had suffered before death, Mallory and Irvine had been tied to one another with rope before one or both of them fell, causing the injuries that Mallory was seen to have suffered and, of course, his death. His corpse, however, was left where it was. It was buried by stones by the uh, the people who uh, who had discovered it, and it remains there To this very day, Mallory still at rest on the slopes of Everest. As for Irvine, however, despite numerous other expeditions in search of his remains, Irvine has never been found. People haven't given up. Uh, There are are still hopes that uh, Irvine's corpse will be found and, hopefully with it, the missing camera which may prove once and for all if Mallory and Irvine did indeed make it to the top back in 1924. There's circumstantial evidence to suggest that they did. Mallory was said to carry around a photograph of his wife that he intended to leave on the summit of Everest, and this photo was not found on his body. And additionally, the snow goggles that were were found, they were in his pocket, not in his face, indicating that he fell while in the dark, which suggests that he may have made it to the top and then descended in the oncoming darkness before ultimately falling to his death but look we we may never know there are plenty of seasoned veteran mountaineers who insist that it's nigh impossible for for Mallory and Irvine to have made it all the way to the top so who knows unless this camera is found uh this question may go unanswered experts believe that there's a very good chance that the film in this camera will have survived the years preserved by the freezing cold and could be developed but Until Irvine's remains are found, we will probably never have a definitive resolution to the question of whether Mallory and Irvine made it to the top. But in any case, Mallory is still remembered as one of history's great mountaineers, a man who may have been the very first to conquer the world's highest mountain. But his greatest legacy, in my mind at least, is his response when asked in 1923, why? He wanted to even climb Mount Everest in the first place. Humans have many great failings. We're selfish and short-sighted. We're unreasonable and stubborn. But we also have a great many virtues. And Mallory's response to this question summed up what I believe to be humanity's greatest quality. Our curiosity. Our drive to learn and discover and seek out and understand new things. Why do we seek to climb Everest? According to George Mallory, because it's there.